Hello everyone, thank you for joining me here on The Way of Sobriety. This show is dedicated to sharing who people become and the lessons they learn while living soberly. And by that I mean abstaining from drugs and alcohol or simply living in a sober state of mind. This podcast is sponsored in part by My New Leaf Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to providing online and smartphone tools designed to maximize personal growth. Well, guess what? Two cuts today. <laughs> I messed up. The first cut, I recorded about eight minutes of of reading, and then I actually made a mistake, so I paused it for a second, replayed it, came to realize that I wasn't holding the microphone. So my microphone was laying on my desk, away from me, and what played back to me in my headphones was a pretty interesting echo from across the room. So, this episode is going to be two cuts. You know the deal. Two cuts. That's what we're doing today. Sorry about that. To me, I guess. Sorry about that to my family. I just wasted eight minutes of our time. Or, just donated eight minutes of our time to this podcast. Well, here we go. Episode three. Originally, it was called Stigma, Stigma, What? Uh, You know, it was a whole conversation about what stigma means what I see it as in terms of uh, how it affects individuals that are post-incarceration incarceration addiction post-addiction I know everybody wants to call it substance use disorder whatever it's addiction um, they probably made it probably lost a listener there because <laughs> let's face it I don't have any listeners at this point but that's all right still doing this uh stigma was stigma who it's not about that anymore we're skipping it maybe i'll go back to it in the future maybe i won't i'm hoping that this podcast it still affects stigmas that individuals have in their minds because of the nature of the podcast from here on out because from here on out i'm doing interviews i'm talking to individuals who are now living in a sober state of mind whether they're alcohol free drug free or they use those things to mitigate their stressors if that's what they're what they're into if that's their if that's their twist I don't know it's not mine it's not how I live we just went over that killed that horse it's over uh, we're gonna be interviewing individuals who are sober minded now they're in a state of mind where stressors addiction incarcerate whatever criminal behavior whatever it was that was causing their adversity and their inability to think clearly and do the right thing as they see it these people are now in a sober state of mind so i'm interviewing them um, they're going to be able to impart their wisdom their knowledge on us it's going to be great i'm really excited about this i'm excited to hear who people are you know that's the whole word of the podcast the way of sobriety W-A-Y, who are you? The who are you now that you're living soberly? You're thinking clearly. You're moving in a good trajectory. You're imparting positive on the world around you every day now. That's it. That's what I'm trying to do. So today I bring to you my first interview. And... When my podcast started, I sent out questionnaires and release forms to individuals that I really wanted to hear from because I thought they were special for one reason or another. And now this individual 
that I'm going to speak on or I'm going to personally read her responses to my questionnaire <clears throat> for lack of a, a voice artist or a voice actor. I'm going to share her personal take on the answers to my questions or her personal answers to my questions. Can I speak right today? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the first eight minutes that I messed up and now I'm back and I'm holding the microphone. I'm trying to feel a little sheepish. Maybe I don't know, man. I'm really messing this up. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Get a little sip of coffee. All right. Let's get with this. Let's get professional. Interview number one. Her name is Sarah. She's a beautiful individual. She's got a lot to share. I found her through listening to another podcast. I also watched a TEDx talk that she had given. And I felt like giving her the opportunity to answer these questions was something that may have been near and dear to her heart because of the things that I heard her sharing on the other two pieces that I heard. So here we go. Question number one, I asked, who are you? Tell me about yourself in terms of your self-image. What defines you? Describe what you see when you look at your eyes in the mirror. Her answer, my name is Sarah. I am 32 years old. I have two sons who are 14 years old and eight years old. I've been incarcerated for eight and a half years. I was five months pregnant when I was arrested and gave birth to my youngest son while in county jail. I am a child of God first, a mother second. My self-image has always been something I've struggled with. I is the hardest word to define. My relationship with Jesus as my savior is my foundation. What I built the rest on. He defines me. Not what I've done or where I've been. Or what you see. Me is fluid. Shape-shifting. Ever-changing. I try to soak up all the wisdom around me. To always be open-minded. And to never stop learning. In the darkest moments... When it's quiet around me, but the silence is kicking and screaming inside my head, doubt whispers personified horror stories to me, telling me I'll never be enough, that I am my past. And in order to combat these negative thoughts, I allow Jesus to mold and grow me through literally all I do. Today, when I look myself in the eyes, I can still see all the broken pieces of myself. I can see all the pain and the trauma etched into me. But I can also see it all being stitched back together. The hints of silver and gold in those cracks. The beauty of something new. Something stronger coming out the other side. And I see hope. 
Question number two. What things about you make you unique? What hobbies do you have? What special talent do you have? I asked some people what they thought made me unique. And they said my optimism in all, I'll say most, situations. I make a point of being upbeat. Of looking on the bright side of things and always looking, searching, practically begging for a laugh. My joy, my joy doesn't depend on outside circumstances. It, it comes from within. It's a heart condition. I have a God-given instinct in how to encourage people. Whether after they mess up and facing adversity or just while in the middle of a workout. I love to see in people's eyes them beginning to believe in themselves. I'm a natural leader and I strive to do so indeed more than word. I've learned how to persevere in all things, finding strength in my Jesus, my family, and in the strong and resilient women that surround me. I am known as the hugger because I love to love. I'm obsessed with music, all kinds. Music is as much a part of who I am as my DNA. I also love art, poetry, nature, reading, dancing, and getting my hands dirty. I don't want to waste a moment of this life. Question number three. If you could share one piece of wisdom to the people around the world, what would it be? What lesson would you want everyone to learn from you about life? When the public thinks of prison and inmates, it's easy to imagine a hard place with hardened and soulless people. Honestly, in my ignorance, I was one of those people until I experienced it myself. What I found within these gates was something so far from what I had imagined. I found solid, hard-working women who used their remorse over their mistakes to propel them into action, to use that momentum to be transformed into the best version of themselves by working hard, taking an honest look at themselves, and using this time to their benefit. I found a community working together to grow, to lift one another up, to see the good within themselves and others and feed that good. With that being said, I'd love to challenge people's perceptions, to see people recognize the humanity within these walls and razor wire. If you close your eyes and are completely honest with yourself to think of the one moment in your long, beautiful, and meaningful life that you were at your worst, <clears throat> the one moment that made you hate yourself a little. The moment you can't imagine people knowing about you. Now imagine that the entire country knows only that. Not the story leading up to that ugly moment. Not the pain you feel for the pain you caused. Not the way that moment led you to do better. And not all the good, pure, and precious moments before and since that one awful time.
Imagine being known only as the one who did this terrible thing. Discrediting all you are, all you're worth, all you have to offer. This is a glimpse into an inmate's world. The flashing neon sign announcing you as a convict dulling the light you were born with. All that guilt, shame, and self-doubt suffocating you. So instead, try to see the fathers, mothers, artists, carpenters, see the sisters, brothers, friends. Choose to see more than a single devastating moment in someone's life. Because like you, we try our best to learn from our mistakes. Like you, we can't be defined as only one thing. Like you, our existence matters and makes an impact. Like you, we love and crave it back. Like you, we are not perfect. And like you, we are not who we were yesterday. Praise Jesus for that. Question number four. I'd like for you to tell me a story of a time that a fellow taught you something that was transformative and meaningful to your growth. What did you learn from the situation and what would you like others to learn from hearing this story? When I first got here to prison, I was lost, a mess. I saw no purpose in choosing to live. From day one, three women took me under their collective wing. Two were lifers and one a long timer. They showed me how very valuable their lives were. They touched people's lives daily they encouraged everyone around them. They stayed annoyingly positive. They carried me until I could stand on my own. They showed me that life here can and does count for something. They carried themselves with dignity, love, and self-respect. It was more in watching them that touched me inside changed my perspective on my own situation than the many words they spoke over me. I was so ashamed. I truly believed I, I did not deserve to live, to breathe, and especially not to be happy. But these women showed me that there's no restitution to be made when it comes to a life lost. That the only thing that can come close is to honor that life with all I do with mine. Through Jesus, I'm redeemed. And through me, he brings glory to himself. I still get it wrong and have hard days. But I know where I'm going. And I know my why. So I persevere.
Sarah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for finding your way. Thank you for beautifying the world around you in the way that you do. You're a good person. So thankful for what you bring to the world. I want to unpack this a little bit and and just offer a last word again. You know, there's a lot for us to take out of this and I'm sure you're all going to take your own little bit and hopefully it has has developed you inside just a little bit and brought you to an understanding of something that you can do in your world to change yourself, to change the lives around you, to make the world a better place, even in the smallest of ways. Sarah, I really like how you said that you try to soak up all the wisdom around you to always be open-minded and never stop learning. I think it's extremely important for us to always remember to stay humble and to stay searching for a way to grow to understand something new to become a better person in every moment I really like how you said that even in your darkest moments whenever your mind's recalling the past and when you're beating yourself up and you're feeling remorse that you remember that today is the chance to make a difference to be a living apology and to make sure that you're staying hopeful for the future and that you're not allowing that to pull you back into missing this opportunity next I, I really like how Sarah talks about positivity optimism and so often we forget about the power of love the power of kindness a smile a hug friendship we forget about that we forget about how much it can transform a life and how quickly just loving someone just being kind to someone even a stranger how fast that little bit could pull them out of a hopeless feeling a depression where they don't believe that they deserve to be around this earth any longer I think it's really important to remember that sentiment that when you walk out your house in the morning or even when you just wake up and you have your family around you that a smile that happiness that positivity just being loving it can completely transform them from the inside out that you impact the world every day even in the smallest of things like a smile Sarah shared that with us Sarah was given that by three women who didn't know her but they brought her under their wings and they loved her and they helped her grow. <laughs>
and they helped her heal and they showed her a way of living they saved her from the darkness that she was living in of depression of feeling useless and lost and unworthy of a life their happiness their optimism their love changed all that it's powerful are you practicing that in your daily life is your smile is your love is your just radiating kindness are, are you transforming lives around you I challenge you to try and lastly and, and this can't be last I'm, there's so much more to unpack here and I'm sure other people pulled things that I am not mentioning here just like I did that I'll be thinking about as time moves on I really like how Sarah called us all to think about our worst moment and to think about that thing in our lives, in our past, that we are most ashamed of. And to imagine ourselves having a neon sign above our heads for everybody in this world to see that screams just that. Halting everybody from seeing anything within. Halting anybody from being willing to look closer. To ask questions to care that's part of stigma it's part of the problem allowing one thing one piece of a person's life to cause you to completely discredit everything about them that's, that's a tragedy it's so sad and we can all do better. People deserve better from us. Transformation happens so often. People change. Nobody deserves to be labeled for the rest of their lives as the one moment of their worst choices. As you move forward today, I challenge you to mull over what you've heard. Take a moment to sit down and think about the points that Sarah shared that really touched your heart. Imagine what you can do to transform yourself, to change your ways, to bring more positivity and happiness and love to the people around you. Sarah may be incarcerated, but she's changing the world. She's making a beautiful impact. She's not letting her circumstance keep her from beautifying the universe. And I thank her for that. Are you letting the world, are you letting your circumstances 
Are you allowing that to be your excuse for not smiling at the stranger? Are you allowing that to keep you from sharing love, from giving a hug, from transforming a life with love? Are you allowing your hatred or your your haughtiness, your arrogance to keep you from opening your eyes to the soul of a person who may have done one bad thing that you know about? Are you discrediting others because of one thing in their lives that you think is just not worthy of your mental space? Thank you. Sarah Cullen for responding to my questionnaire you're a beautiful soul Sarah and I'm so thankful that you are sharing your life the way that you do I applaud you you're making a difference you're changing lives you're living an apology. You're doing the right thing. Thank you. If anybody would like to share their words, their love, their encouragement with Sarah, their thank yous with Sarah, please email me and I will get you her contact information. If you have any questions about today's episode, if you'd like to be an interviewee, if you'd like to share what your way is, contact me. Let's have a discussion. Let's record it. One take. You know the rules. We'll post it up. We'll share what you have in your heart. We'll share what you're doing to beautify the world around you with others so that maybe their lives can be changed too. And they can beautify the world in the same way. I'm really thankful for everybody that's listened. Thank you for joining me. Thanks again to Sarah. You have found your way of thinking soberly and impacting the world beautifully. I appreciate you. Until next time, friends. <laughs>